Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast today. I am here with my good friend Brandy Presley. She goes to Christ Church with us. Hello world. (laughs) Her kids are over here playing today and I've been wanting to podcast with her. Jared interviewed her husband Daniel probably like a year ago now and it was such a sweet and amazing. I loved that episode and I was like, I've got to have Brandy on. So if you don't know Brandy Presley, tell us a little about yourself. Okay, I am Brandy and... I am married, and we've been married for going on 15 years, and we have eight kids, and twins, one set of twins, we've adopted once, and yeah. And what's your age ranges, your okay. oldest? Um, my oldest are 14, and they are the twins, and they're girls, identical, and then... Identical. I still yes. can't tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, identical, yeah. Um, and then it goes from all the way down to four months old. So 14, 12, 10, 7, 7, 2, 4 months old. Awesome. It's kind of hard to remember. <laughs> and so you have you guys homeschooled all the way through? Mm-hmm. So they're also yeah. a homeschooling family. Oh, yeah. We're a homeschooling family. I stay at home with them, and my husband works very hard for us to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we do. Cool. So you have eight children, which a lot of people would consider a large family. Mm-hmm. But one thing I said to you earlier this week was that large is so relative. Like, I hate saying, mm-hmm. you have a large family. Because, like, what is a large family? Large 100 years ago was not eight kids. Like, that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. 100 years ago or 10 kids it would be totally normal. But <clears throat> in today's standards, I guess, you have a large family. And um, you come from, you have how many sisters? I have six Six sisters. sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crazy that you guys are all sisters. Yes. But, yes. Well, God knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> because all girls, I don't know what a boy would be in, like with, you know, one boy thrown into the mix. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So what are some challenges that your family has overcome through the years that you and Daniel have worked through? Or can you share a little bit about mm-hmm. your life? All right. So challenges, I think every single challenge, everything in mothering, everything in parenting has been a challenge. There hasn't been one thing. I don't know what just comes easy to really mm-hmm. anybody. I, I, it didn't come easy to us. I think everything's been a challenge, everything. Specifically, and it's like almost a confession mm-hmm. that I need to like oh, possibly okay. state. Okay. <laughs> because I know I've shared this with so many moms, and I almost feel like it, like it was sinful of me to even say this. I probably told you this. Between the ages for my boys, because I didn't really understand boys. I grew up with all girls. Yeah. And my boy cousins weren't really, like, we had them, but we weren't really close, or maybe they weren't Christians. Anyway, so I'm, like, between the ages of, like, five and six to about eight to nine, I just felt like I did not like my son. Hmm. I went to Graham. He's the first. I'm sorry, Graham. <laughs> but he got the, you know, the brunt of it. So. Don't worry. Graham is a well-loved child. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and actually, I, I asked him if I could share this, mm-hmm. and he was like, wait, what? You didn't like me? I was like, it's not that. And he was like, well, I didn't feel like that. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, yeah. because I, it was hard on my heart, and I was really worried. And I would, if, if I have said, like, I just don't like him, Daniel, I don't know, and I would go to my husband crying, like, what is wrong? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why do you feel like that? And I was like, because he jokes about pottying. He farts <laughs> and like, it's funny. And it, like, they do a job first and then they ask for help second, mm-hmm. but after they've already created the mess. And yeah. it's like, my girls are like, mommy, can you teach me how to do this? And mm-hmm. then you teach them and they're like, oh, okay, I'll do it just like that. And my son was very independent. All my sons have been very independent and headstrong. So anyway, it wasn't that I didn't like them. It, I just didn't understand. And it was actually yeah. a growing season for me. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I just didn't know how to raise mm-hmm. him. And he was the first one. And so that was really awful of me to even say, like, you just don't, you know, it's okay that you don't like your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's okay. You'll get out of it. Just a couple of years of not liking your son. <laughs> like, what? Like, that is so awful. So now it's like, I should never have ever said that. I was growing in mm-hmm. that. Anyway. So yeah. that was definitely a challenge. That of is raising so interesting. Fun. I don't think you have talked to me about that before. That well, is thank the Lord. Really Maybe God just like let that be erased out of your mind. I don't Maybe, know. <laughs> but um, if you 
just meet you or observe mm-hmm. your family, you would never believe that you have any challenges in parenting because <laughs> your family, God has just so blessed your mm-hmm. family. There's just like a peace and joy that exudes from you and Daniel and all of your children. It's just like a God-given, you can tell, like God's hand is upon your family and it's uh, evident and it's beautiful. So I do... I do appreciate hearing challenges from you because like, oh, okay, they are normal people also. Like they've worked through challenges also. It's been, it's been the same experience for them. So yeah, that's, and I also have, I've had this theory before that if a family has a girl first or in your, in your family, girls first that are pretty sweet and well-behaved and compliant and like not extremely wild or anything like Mm -hmm. that, it kind of sets the tone for the family of like, this is what our family is like. This is what it's kind of like to be a child in this home. So I wonder like having two at the same time that were so incredibly sweet (laughs) and then having a boy that was like, no, I'm actually a boy and I'm going to be a boy Uh, was just a shocker. I'm sure. It was. And (laughs) when Graham was two, he, we were at a restaurant and he walked away and I was like, where's Graham? And freaking out. Like, you're, I don't even need to hold a two-year-old's hand because they know to say by mommy and daddy. Like, mm-hmm. you, they just know that. Like, and no, well, no one had his hand and he was walking away and we're all like scrambling, looking for him. And he was coming back with this giant high chair and he's bringing <laughs> back his own high chair. And I'm like, Graham. And, and yeah. Anyway, but they have always been very like, I know I need a seat these are not my seats. I got to go get my seat. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm two and I'm a boy and I'm going to get this job done. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. I love it. It was very sweet. That's fun. So after that, your other boys from five to six to nine, do you feel like you've grown in understanding how boys work or is that still a challenging season for you? I think it's still a challenging season for me because again, like (laughs) it's just not funny. Like, you know, like, like their jokes, jokes just aren't funny. <laughs> yes. And but they're learning. And so now yeah. they're funny. Yeah. I know that, you know, they're, even whenever I was talking to Graham about this and Liam is sitting right next to me and I said, <laughs> you guys joke about potty and farts. And Liam's over here chuckling. And like He's like, just saying out. that's hilarious, mom. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and so I do think that it is challenging. Like right now being in the thick of it with Zane, cause he's seven and just trying to understand, okay, this is the season. He's joking about this. It's mm-hmm. fine. And then just stop the jokes when I feel like, okay, come on now. Yeah, you know? I'm maxed out. Yeah, and then, or, like, with the jobs and creating messes, mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is the way that they learn. Yeah. Just as in my own life of creating messes, my messes aren't spilling cereal all over the floor, mm-hmm. but my messes are farther, like, just much worse, mm-hmm. you know, that we make in our walk with Christ and the relationships and stuff. So yeah. anyway, so just knowing that it's a yeah. different type of learning. It's not like math, mm-hmm. you know, where you just erase it and fix it and yeah. learn the problem. So anyway. Yeah. And I think boys are so much more kinetic in their learning. They are more hands-on. They want a adult to walk beside them and show them how to make a fire and then them do it. That's just so much more a boy experience in life. So yeah. it's just... Yeah. yeah, it's just different raising boys and girls. I think girls like that. I'm a hands-on learner myself, but I think boys especially are like a heightened sense of let me do it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like our girls, they're just they're very quiet and <clears throat> patient, and they want to do the job themselves. Very similar, but it's just like a little bit more peaceful mm-hmm. about the girl yeah. than and the boy's not that he's peaceful. He's just very passionate. Yeah, you know so. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that. So tell us about homeschooling your children. So you've homeschooled all the way through. Yeah. And you have, since you you told us their ages, you have a wide... Are the girls in high school now? Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. So you have high schoolers, you have all the way through, and you have a newborn baby and a toddler thrown in the mix. So tell us a little bit about how you manage that, how you practically make it all work. Okay. Right now, it's going pretty decent, I think. Like, I think you reevaluate your homeschool, like, every couple months or something. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, are we still doing good? And so, um, yeah, we're doing pretty good. The girls are doing high school, and so a lot of it's just, like, giving their books to them, and then they do it. And they actually came to me a couple weeks ago, and I was like, you know, hand me your math. And they're like, oh, I already graded it. I was like, did you? But it's it's wonderful, that trust that I have in them. Like, it's not like they just made the right answers. Mm -hmm. And they actually graded their work, and you see and they admit, hey, I got all of this wrong. Yeah. And now I have to redo all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. Um, anyway, I think that's the joy of homeschooling because I know in school, I went to public school, and I don't think a teacher would have ever, ever 
trusted me yeah. to grade my Given score. Given you the opportunity to be trusted. All the way up to mm-hmm. 17 years old. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's fun. Anyway, so the girls, they do their own stuff. We just kind of guide them. And that's what we've always hoped for, that once we hit high school, yeah. it's more of a guided learning. Mm-hmm. And because we want them to have the drive and the passion to learn, mm-hmm. we have, I think, teaching our kids to love learning is our goal. Yeah. Because then once they love learning, then they will always mm-hmm. learn. But if they need to learn, they'll, you know, learn. Um, Graham is like the junior high stage where he's, kind of by himself but then not Mm -hmm. you know so that's all of that's easier Mm -hmm. and then Liam I sit with him and do schoolwork someone has to be with him since he's only 10 and then Charlotte I'm actually having Grace come over and do which is your sister yeah my sister my youngest my baby sister but she's 18 and graduated and she's coming over and tutoring Charlotte and that has been phenomenal like and Charlotte's reading and Daniel's kind of standing over their shoulder and you know she's reading this page and Daniel's like yeah like thumbs up like Mm -hmm. she's doing amazing I'm like I know that is another thing I love about your family and your Mm -hmm. sisters you have this beautiful inter-family living that Mm -hmm. is awesome a Mm -hmm. bunch of them go to Christ how many sisters go to Christchurch you Brianna Grace Jennifer and then Shelby was. Shelby was. She just moved. Yeah. So there was yeah. five, and now there's four sisters that all come to Christchurch and your mom. That's a lot. Um, and it's really cool because you see the way that you all are involved in each other's mm-hmm. life. And even at the recital, whenever Charlotte needed some help, Grace was the one that was like, Here, let me go back with you guys and practice. Yes. And it was just, it was yeah. beautiful. It, it really is. It, that is something that God has blessed us with. So a lot of grace in our family, um, that all of us sisters are so close. It really is mm-hmm. a blessing. Cool. So what grade is she teaching Charlotte right now? Is she So Charlotte, we don't really have grades, right. mm-hmm. but Charlotte is in first-ish. Okay. Yeah. And then your girls, weren't they helping out with your other sisters? Were yes. they helping out with yeah. Brianna? So Brianna, yeah, they were doing so your 14, school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your, her 14-year-old daughters were helping out with another sister's little kids, yeah. which was, what they doing like a preschool yeah. situation like with them? Yeah, preschool kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's amazing, and yeah. I love it. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And then with your little, little guys, what, what are they doing during All school right, time? So Zane, uh, he's a little bit behind, and we notice more character issues, and mm-hmm. I... I want to get that established a little bit more, a really firm foundation of how we want you to behave, how we Mm -hmm. want you to interact with people. And so it seemed like school, it it was taking away from that. So Mm -hmm. we um, pulled him back from school. We're going to start him actually doing book work Mm -hmm. in the summer. I think it will, because we do a summer school, so Mm -hmm. it's not as rigorous as, Mm -hmm. you know, school throughout the year. Anyway, so I think having only him doing a bookwork school will be um, easier on really the whole family and give him a little bit more relaxed schooling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, so he's more of like helping, helping cool. in the kitchen, helping with folding towels, helping, you know, like yeah. home life. That's awesome. And then Lawson and Evangeline. Lawson is a two and he... What does he do? <laughs> Dink he, around? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> he's toddling around and he is coloring with us or painting with us or... Um, you know, it's like, okay, do you want to watch TV right now? Mm-hmm. And then we go and turn on, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of Mickey Mouse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, somebody is holding a baby, whether, <laughs> you know, at this time, like Lawson is really into doing some kind of school, like mm-hmm. painting or mm-hmm. drawing with a dry erase board or something like that. And then the girls are doing schoolwork in their bedroom. And then I am like, will you please hold Evangeline or, yeah. you know, and then I go and help with some type of schooling or something. And, or even Liam. Liam has even sat there and read his chapter books holding Evangeline. Awesome. So someone is holding the baby yeah. at some point during <laughs> yeah. the day. Yeah. And I'm sure they all love it. It seems like they all love they it. They do. They do. Yeah. And then usually when they're doing that, they're 
talking about when I'm a dad, this is what's going to happen. Or when I'm a mom, this is so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so sweet. That's another thing about your family that I think is really cool is that I've heard multiple of of your children talk about how they want to have a million kids when they grow up, (laughs) when they get married and they want to have a million kids. And I think we talked about this before we started, but Mm -hmm. I think that that is a really good indication of the health of your family, that your children want to replicate what they're experiencing in their growing up years. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah. I really hope so. And I think when we asked, so early on, like whenever the girls probably were like six, we asked, you know, how many kids are going to have whenever you grow up? And they're like, two. Yeah. What? Why? (laughs) We already have a lot more than that. Like you, what if you get two at once? Like we did, you Mm -hmm. know? And they're like, well, then I'm done. And I'm like, no, like, what is, and I would, I would actually go to Daniel worrying about it. Like, you know, that's not okay. That means like something in our home life Hmm. is not okay. Like we need to fix this or something, but He's like, no, it's just children yeah. talking. So anyway, but now they really do, yeah, they love the family. They they even talk about, what are you going to do whenever you're Uncle Graham or, you know, yeah. whatever. How, how are you going to, what are you going to do whenever you come over and visit my kids and stuff like that? And it's just mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. It's awesome. I think that's a sweet thing about the culture of our church in general, honestly, is like yes. a lot of them are so excited about being parents. Yes. And they talk about it. Even the boys talk about it all the time. Yes. Like the when the boys were all over here playing the game of life one day, they were like, oh, we're definitely having kids. Oh, yes. I got to have two boys. And like, they're just so excited about it. They're so excited about getting to be a dad one day. And I just, I think that's very sweet and huge praise to God for that, that God's mm-hmm. building that kind of culture of loving the family and yeah, aspiring to church. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it is something beautiful and knowing that, you know, parenting is such a serious job and, and I hope that the kids see that. I hope it's not just the fun of having kids because yeah. kids are fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really are. It, usually whenever it's not fun, you can see it. It's because of you. Like right. you <laughs> were lazy and, you know, building up that character or, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning up that character flaw mm-hmm. that they had and but yeah usually I'm not saying like a diaper explosion is fun because it's not <laughs> right but usually it's you know you get clean up a mess and you move on and kids mm-hmm. are fun but hopefully our children see that parenting is serious mm-hmm. and that when God calls us to be parents it's a very hard job from before the sun comes up to when the sun is already you know, gone and you're still working and it's a joy to do it, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's a joy. Yeah, that's cool. So with character building and being Mm -hmm. intentional about character building and just like seeing, this is what we need to focus on for this season. So how do you do that? Do you have like a book or curriculum that you use or is it like a natural, okay, this is just going to be my personal focus for this season with this child or... Yeah, so we don't have a book. I keep Mm -hmm. on looking at books and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you can be flooded with the amount of curriculum to mm-hmm. raise a well-rounded child and the perfect child. It's like so much, so many books are mm-hmm. out there, but with character, um, the Bible should be our source. Right. And, um, I, I've said it before that Proverbs, like you want a parenting book, read Proverbs, hmm. you know, and then read a Psalm of praise, of, um, to God that he's even gifted you the book to mm-hmm. even have. So yeah, we don't have a curriculum at, it's just, when we see it, when God hmm. shows us, hey, that's a character flaw in your child, and mm-hmm. maybe we should focus a little bit more yeah. on that. And so if you need to pull back on doing, you know, even like reading, like extra reading to focus on more yeah. of a character or something, and then we've done that. Or we've had our kids like reading. Thank the Lord, because I yeah. hated it. Oh. <laughs> I hated reading. Oh, my gosh. It took but, me till college. I didn't really like I liked yeah. it, like, in first grade. I was very excited. I had a great teacher. And then I didn't really like it again until college. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it is the teaching, mm-hmm. like, who you have or what they're assigning or mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, and um, all my kids like reading. And we can see that when they're reading a little bit too much fiction. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm, your mind is kind of mm-hmm. flooded. I don't know, mm-hmm. with, like, fake stuff? I don't know what it is. But it's like whenever we pull back on that, we have them more hands-on with the family than uh, um, and asking them more about their scripture memorization, mm-hmm. then it usually, it like, just kind of shapes them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I remember when Valor was little. I, had, I started him with school very young, probably younger than what I should have. But then there was a season where I realized – we need to focus more on obedience than I am focusing on your numbers and reading yeah. and all this. So there was a season where I just kind of stopped some stuff with him was like, okay, what's your biggest job, Valor? And he would say, to obey. Like I taught him this little <laughs> memorization thing. So yeah. every day we would be like, what's your biggest job? And he'd be like, to obey. 
what's your biggest job? To obey. There, I think there's definitely seasons where it's like, especially with little bitty kids, it's not that important that they learn their colors when they're one. (laughs) Like, give them a little time and just focus more on obedience. Like, this is very important that you obey. Yeah. Like, your big job is obey and developing character. And having a, a servant's heart, like, we have had that issue where they're like, no, get yourself a cup or something. Yeah. Like, mm, no, no, go, yeah. go get your sibling a cup. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we need to focus on that. And that's like Zane, he still has an issue with food. And it's like he is the first one to come to the table. He's the first one to like get himself whatever he needs, but for himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, let's, we need to care for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And so... Anyway, working on different things like that. Yeah. yeah. Your family is always like, super put together and adorable. And Thanks. But oh, Jared <laughs> reminded me of this funny story. Can we tell the story about when you guys came to church one Sunday? Well, maybe your family was sick. Okay. And <laughs> I don't you know. had, like, just walked in the door and someone threw up. Oh, my, oh my <laughs> word. Oh, my word. That, that actually was Zane. Okay. <laughs> and, okay, that was embarrassing. Yes, we it, can talk about it. it didn't seem like it, it was, it was just the oh, funniest, like, how, what are the odds of this happening? Oh, and you came in, okay, so maybe yeah. like just when we were starting, so people were yeah. seated, Yeah. and you guys just came in. Yeah, so yeah, that was Zane, and we sit in the front. Mm-hmm. Kids behave better in the front, everybody, mm-hmm. so just saying. If you have a misbehaving child, just move to the front, mm-hmm. and it really does work. So, we sit in the front, and... It was, it was Zane. We had just gotten him and he was having some acid reflux issues and, um, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. And yeah, it was really sad because we didn't know much about him. We didn't yeah. know about his health or anything. So yeah. Uh, so we come in, we get to like the second row or the front row. I actually, I can't remember if it was exactly the front or second, but in the front. And, um, he starts to like gag and Daniel just takes him and like shoves his face into his chest <laughs> and he's puking into <laughs> Daniel's belly. It's so bad. And, he's walking, and I'm just like You're getting like, all well, the children sitting Bye here. everyone. Yeah, well I didn't know at first. I didn't know anybody was puking. Oh. I was paying attention to the other half of the children. And I, I no wasn't clue. there this day. Oh I just gosh. heard about it secondhand. Yeah. I think we had a sick kid because yeah. I wasn't I wasn't there for some reason. Well I had no clue and I was just like getting everyone sitting down like <laughs> How are you? You know, happy Sunday and getting everyone sat down. And then someone taps me. They're like, your husband just took a kid out. I'm like, why? And they're like, they're puking. I'm like, what? And then I had to walk all of my children over my kids' puke to exit the church. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go back in there. Oh, and the Saint Adam Lewis cleaned it up. Yes. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go back in there. They're like, no, just leave. And I'm like, yes, I need to leave because if we're vomiting, we need to leave. But yeah, he... Yeah, somebody else from the church, Adam Lewis, yeah. had to clean up my kids' vomit I off the it. carpet. We're all family and, oh at Christ Church. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so awesome. tell us about our, your chore buddy system because I love this. Yeah. I feel like that's so practical and helpful. Yeah, it, it's really good. <laughs> Not that you can yeah. mourn. I didn't give me mourn, but yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it is working so far. Although my children are not grown, so come back when all okay. my children are we'll 20. We'll have you back on in and, like 10 years. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll find out. Anyway, so my buddy system, we are doing chores. You have to have your kids doing chores. Mm-hmm. One day they will be in a house by themselves and they need to know how to clean it. Boy and girl, they need to know yeah. it all. Yeah. And it's very important. So, And just to interrupt you, if you're a mom and feeling overwhelmed and frazzled, you should have your kids do some more chores. Yep. It's good for them, and you mm-hmm. shouldn't feel... For a while, I felt guilty, like, asking him to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's my job. And I'm like, no, 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 this is good for them, and it's good for me. Mm-hmm. We're a team here. We're a family, and they need to be doing things. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and also, like, you eventually become the supervisor. I had a, a older woman tell me that. Like, mm-hmm. you should be the supervisor by now. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. <laughs> right. And not saying that, you know, you don't do work. Well, but, we are know. called to be the managers of our home. Like, exactly. you're the manager. Manage yeah. your children to be able to do a lot of work. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so our buddy system, a chore, we had a bunch of chores. Well, as the younger children were growing up or are growing up, they weren't doing anything because the older ones were doing it. And it's like, well, that's not cool because Olivia, you tend to put more on your oldest child. Yeah. And then as the younger ones come like the older one already has it mastered yeah so um that wasn't okay and we realized that charlotte i think it was charlotte well maybe liam anyway but they were at a certain age 
that the girls were at, but they couldn't, like, empty and load a dishwasher. And I was like, why? Like, mm-hmm. What happened? And I, like, just overlooked that. So, okay, we need to buddy up because I can't be training the older ones on a new chore and, you know, training the younger ones on a new chore. There's just too many people and there's not enough of me mm-hmm. to go around. So we buddied up. And then, and I buddied up to who gravitates towards each other, you know, like, if they're good friends, okay, put them together because they'll work better Mm -hmm. together. And then it ended up being like the people that were, all my children are friends, but you know, they just click a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Right. And it ended up being that they were goofing off a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. And then the, it was just, actually that was, it was hard because Mm -hmm. they were goofing off and not getting Mm -hmm. the job done because they were playing too much. But then, um, so we ended up not doing buddies for a little bit and everyone had their own individual chore and that was too much on the family. So we changed it again. Okay. And then we realized to raise up these younger children, Charlotte, Zane, Lawson, we needed to buddy up. And we buddied up with relationship, like when they head butt each other, basically. Okay. <laughs> and we realized whenever we were like, who do you want as your buddy? And like Elizabeth would quickly call out a child, like Lawson. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you quickly calling out? Like, I get them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, because I, you know, like him. I want, mm-hmm. it's easy with him or something. It's like, mm, okay. And so, he's adorable. Yeah, and he's, he's adorable. Two, and he's the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, then we, uh, it ended up being, they kept on calling out the same partners and we needed to mix it up. And whenever we did that, then it was hard work. It mm-hmm. was a strengthening relationships mm-hmm. because they did not get along mm-hmm. very well working on a job together. They could play, but actually being constructive in their mm-hmm. work at home. They needed to be partners so then mm-hmm. they could grow together and learn how to work with that type of person. Yeah, yeah. And build that relationship. that sandpaper time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we then partner up people who kind of have a hard time working with each other. And then after they really get good working with each other, then it's time to switch it up. And yeah. then you have to work with a different personality because mm-hmm. all of our children are different. Mm-hmm. And it is very important whenever I saw this actually working and taking place, it was like seeing people in a job setting Hmm. uh, in the environment of society where Mm -hmm. you will work with somebody different than you and you need to know how to work with that type of person, Mm -hmm. whether they're a little bit more quiet and calm or very like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's get it done fast or not paying attention to detail. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to work with all of these types of people. And I pray that they're all in society one day and working with all these types of people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that ended up working really, really well. I think with homeschooling or like with the chore system Mm -hmm. or anything like that, people often give up too quickly Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, it didn't work. Chuck it. And then you don't get to the sweet spot. There it is. And, and I think that we've had years with homeschool that it was like, that was a really hard year. It just felt like we're swimming upstream. Like we couldn't get into a groove with it and it was just really hard. And then we've had other years are like, this is perfect. It's amazing. And when you think, oh, well, this was hard, so it must not be for us you miss out on sweet spots yeah. often. So it's cool that you guys just tweaked it and continued on. Like, nope, we want our kids to work hard. We want them to yeah. work together. We want them to be diligent. Uh-huh. We're going to continue on with this and not And you up. do see it. You do eventually see it. Growth, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something with kids too is people to get discouraged when change doesn't happen quickly. And sometimes it doesn't happen quickly. Sometimes it's a year of mm-hmm. working really hard on a behavior before you're like, actually, they're a different kid now than they were a year ago and being able to praise God for that and celebrate that. But we want quick change. And it's like, oh, yeah, I bet God feels the same way about us. Yeah. (laughs) As he's sanctifying us, this lifelong journey of sanctification. And, oh, we're continuing to mess up in the same way again. And it's just grace upon grace upon grace. Thank you, God, for being patient with me. Help me to be patient Mm -hmm. in my life with the people around me. I was talking about just some people in the Bible and with the children and and how long and not like they were really working on their character or anything but eve was told that you know jesus will come from her and when did that come it was a very long time mm-hmm. it was a very she didn't long see time. it with her own eyes <laughs> she mm-hmm. did not and so then knowing that that and then even abraham it's like it took a very long time mm-hmm. for him to have a son and at, that we are quick to wanting that quick fix and, mm-hmm. and children just are not that mm-hmm. you know and neither are we right at all mm-hmm. so knowing that and knowing that in this season of chores of Graham and Liam are buddies they're really good buddies and then you throw like Graham and Charlotte 
you know, you have a boy as you know aspect and look outlook on mm-hmm. things, and then a girl outlook on things. <laughs> they might not work together very well, but it does eventually. They learn each other's yeah. you know things, and mm-hmm. it just takes time. Yep. Yeah. Thank yeah. the Lord we don't have to wait thousands, thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't live that long. But yeah. <laughs> but patience is a good thing to cultivate in ourselves and in our kids. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You do something cool. You have you cook dinner for your yes. family and extended family, even mm-hmm. on Sundays a lot. You normally do that. And you also do epic vacations where you road tripped for like a month. Yes. <laughs> so tell so me a little fun. bit about tips for cooking mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Because whenever it's your family and then your sister's families, how many mm-hmm. do you usually have? It's, I don't know, like, I've never counted, actually. Yeah. I'm probably good for the mind not to count. <laughs> <It's just laughs> That's probably up. true. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, 30-ish. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe 20. I don't know, because we try to invite people over, and hoping that my home is not just for me, but God has blessed me with this home, so mm-hmm. glorify Him in it, and invite people into it, and whatever is ours is God's first, so I'm hoping... Our home is open to yeah. people. Um, but, yeah, so cooking. Yeah, like, so give us some cooking, cooking tips for a group. Okay. Because you do it every night, essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cooking for eight people, that's what some well, people our, do when yeah, they have our, company over, you know? Right. <laughs> and somebody, we saw somebody's um, Thanksgiving table placement, mm-hmm. and there was eight, and they're like, we had a group. And I'm yeah. like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, a group on Thanksgiving is eight. Like, that's that is mm-hmm. lunch and breakfast and dinner and yeah. stuff. anyway so whenever you make a meal make a lot no mm-hmm. matter if it's only for your family my family I make a lot to where we have second meal yeah. out of that mm-hmm. because I joke but it might take you that long to clean up from <laughs> one meal to another but I mean really that that is the goal just to make a lot and um soups Cook in bulk. Yeah, mm-hmm. cook in bulk at all times. And even if it is just for that on Sunday lunch, I want to make enough that it also feeds us even... Because a lot of people stay until dinner. Mm-hmm. And then Mondays is like our resting day. Mm-hmm. So I want to even have enough for lunch <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that day. We make a lot of food and it's, it seems to be like, you know, soups and stuff. I, I am mm-hmm. new to the crockpot world, which I know I've joked That's, about this. Yeah. yeah. But I have... I, I am new to the crockpot world. Mm-hmm. I had a five-quart crockpot, which was not enough for my family. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't. Like, this and, was a waste of time. <laughs> yes, and I would always have to do it on the stove anyway. So I'm like, I'll just get my big, giant pans, yeah. and I'll just make it our pots, and I'll put it on the stove. Anyway, so now I have a seven-quart crockpot, and then crockpot company, actual crockpot, sent me another crockpot. Crockpot uh, thing. Anyway, so they sent me one because I was... It's like a ceramic bowl mm-hmm. inside, yeah. and there was, like, some stone blemishes. Yeah. And it's like, I've never owned a crock pot like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is normal or is my crock pot messed up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And then they're like, well, we'll just send you a, a whole nother one. So mm-hmm. they sent me a whole nother one, and sure enough, it is normal. Okay. Uh, it is just, like, the cer- – I don't know what ceramic. it is. Mm-hmm. Is it ceramic mm-hmm. the porcelain? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so now I have 14 quarts. Woo! You know, two crockpots. Praise so the seven, Lord seven. for his abundance. I know, <laughs> and I use that so far every Sunday and then even throughout the week, and it's amazing. So handy. Yeah. It is so great. Like, right now, I have I have meat mm-hmm. at home waiting, so it would be good. Yeah. And but, then you can also freeze your leftovers. If you don't, you yeah. know, tonight we're eating some meatloaf that I froze a month ago. Yeah. And then it's easy just to grab out of the freezer. Yeah. And I done that like a season time where I'm just going to buy a ton of lasagna. And a ton of lasagna for us is like, you know, eight pounds of noodles. Mm -hmm. You know, three pounds of noodles is usually like our dinner. Mm -hmm. And so like... (laughs) So three boxes? Yeah. We'll make one for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering that. How many boxes of pasta do you use when you use, when you make a meal? Three pounds. Mm -hmm. And now we're trying to do this gluten-free thing, Mm -hmm. and now pastas are going out the window. We're not doing that. (laughs) So we're trying to do a lot of potato. Mm -hmm. Jovial pasta. I don't know if you're doing rice and grains and stuff like that, but jovial pasta is actually a really good gluten-free option. doesn't taste gluten-free at all. It doesn't have like a weird slime on it like a lot of them do. Yeah. I got a a brown rice pasta, and Mm -hmm. it was actually really good. Okay. But then with the arsenic and rice, uh, yeah. and I'm it's just like, too much. I just, yeah, I just want to give my family good, healthy meals. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we find that? <laughs> it's like, God, like, where do I go? But anyway, so pastas, yeah, it's like three pounds, and that mm-hmm. gives us enough for, like, Daddy for lunch, for, mm-hmm. like, work and stuff. But then if we want to have leftovers, it's like 
don't know, four pounds. Yeah. What size pan do you use when you make a lasagna then? Well, I do two 13 by 9s okay. because okay. I don't have a big casserole dish. Yeah. Or I call my mom and I say, Mom, <laughs> can I have your big white dish <laughs> making what lasagna? What size is your big white dish? Giant and awesome. Giant, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's big. Like too it's heavy like... to pick up? <laughs> yes. Literally, you have to, yeah, use both mm-hmm. hands when you pick it up. Yeah, I got a sheet pan, like a cookie sheet for my, yeah. um, I think it was like three years ago for Christmas, but I was like, I want the biggest sheet pan cookie sheet that you can mm. get. I want it as big as my oven is. Yes. And yeah. I got one, and it's, why don't they just make all of the dishes as big as your oven? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you can do half of it if you want, but mm-hmm. I just want a giant of everything. Mm-hmm. I have one. I have one of those, and um, it's, you know, slow budget for it. Yes. And we're mm-hmm. a single-income family, so mm-hmm. it's like I just yeah. buy the one piece that we need at mm-hmm. the time and budget for the rest. Anyway, but yeah, I have one, and it's, why? Why do we make these little bitty silly pans? I know. Like before. And why are cookie recipes only for 12 cookies? That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> Who eats only with 12 cookies? Like, come on. I want okay. 50. I have a recipe that makes 50, because I yes. want to make 50 at a time. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, muffin pan. Do you have a muffin pan that has a million muffins? Because that's what another thing I want, is yeah. a muffin pan that makes my oven full of muffins right no no that that would be wonderful right now we just have like the two normal 12 12 muffins yeah. which you know it's like Again, I have to, yeah. not enough no not <laughs> enough and so but know, I don't have that big of a family but I cook for a group frequently so yeah. or if I'm making cookies it's usually because we're going somewhere and I need to share them with people or we're bringing something to someone so yeah when I'm cooking stuff I'm always doing and you, a lot I want to do a lot you talk I want to freeze freezing it. Yeah. yeah it's like that's if I'm gonna make a mess mm-hmm. make the mess once mm-hmm. and then you can then breathe. Yeah. Get it cleaned up and just like, you know that you have it. It's so true. And so like the kids will make their own waffles and I'm like, make sure you make enough to freeze. And so like, I think even right now there's only a couple in the freezer, but it's because, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's good to just make yes. enough to freeze. Yeah. So you and then have just it. pop it in the in the um not the pop tart, pop it in the toaster. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, we just got a new. Actually, we went to Aldi. Right, you go to Aldi, go grocery shopping to save money, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you don't. Yeah, because you buy a waffle maker. Yeah. And like Graham's, like, Mom, we need this. This is the one like hotels have, and they, Ooh, it, flips. it flips. And I was like, Graham, we don't need the waffle maker. He's like, Yes, we do. It flips. And then like, <laughs> Okay, fine. So we get a waffle maker. Maybe we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we get this waffle maker because they have the mini one and mm-hmm. it's just a pain to clean yeah. and the things don't come out and mm-hmm. it's really annoying and anyway so now we have this flippity one mm-hmm. and yeah the kids are loving it it's awesome and it's fun getting mm-hmm. a new appliance it is fun and they even enjoy using it and then cleaning up their mess yep. after using it so mm-hmm. We've been working on cooking skills with the boys lately, and it's so exciting because they learn to make things, and then they can make things. Yes. <laughs> you can scramble your own eggs now. You can make your own pancakes. It's yeah. very exciting. Valor even scrambles his own egg. Why did I not do this sooner? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm amazing. Think... And they love it. That's the thing. They love the responsibility. You can tell. They feel very proud when they bring you a little plate with scrambled eggs in it. Wow. Thank yeah. you. We have an issue with kids thinking that we have a buffet. Uh, yes. Oh, no. mm-hmm. When you homeschool, I think that's with the yes. territory because they're yeah, at home they scavenge and you have day. food all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And so or Liam came in and I was like, well, you can, you know, make an egg. You make a waffle. You can, you know, and I'm going through all the things mm-hmm. you can make. And he's like, eh. I don't want to clean up from it. Like, okay. <laughs> now you understand my thoughts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I was like, you could have water. And mm-hmm. I think that's what he ended up choosing. He's just, uh, I don't, I'm not really hungry. I just want something. I'm just going to drink water and yeah, yeah, I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't want to clean up. Yeah. Okay. So vacationing. Do you have any tips about vacationing? You guys did that really epic month long road yes. trip. That was so cool. Yeah. Do you, and you had, how old was Lawson when you guys did that? We talked about that Sunday. Yeah. Two and a half months old. Yeah. yeah. And he so turned you... three months whenever we were gone. Yeah. Like, that was wild. And <laughs> I, I like what you said. Like, thank the Lord for the, just the grace that he gave us. The, the honestly, the blindedness that he gave me mm-hmm. to go on a road trip with like, that no, it'll baby. it'll be fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to be wonderful. Your baby's going to be awesome. And also, he hated the car. We could not drive <laughs> two hours. We couldn't drive 30 minutes without him screaming. And he's our first kid that screamed in the car. Mm-hmm. And then we chose to go on a road trip with him. <laughs> like, what in the world? I think I asked you that before you went, like, does he do pretty good in the car? And you're like, no, he does terrible. It's going to be a good time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, it was. It was wild. Poor kid. He doesn't mind the car now, thank the Lord, but mm. boy, did he then. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, yeah. So do you have tips, tips about vacationing? Any tips? Well, vacationing is an extra. It's not mm-hmm. a guarantee. And I think in our world in America, like, you're kind of like, 
you need a vacation. Right. And it's like, who said that? Mm-hmm. I don't know who. But, and so taking our vacations as um, a luxury. And yeah. thanking the Lord that he's blessed us with the ability to vacation, especially with this many people. I never vacationed whenever I was younger, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, we did camping was mm-hmm. our vacation. Mm-hmm. And even then, it was like... It's a lot of work. It wasn't vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, and so um, vacationing, we we don't go during peak season. Yeah. That's a good one. Don't go during peak season. We bought a camper to vacation in because we thought it'd be cheaper. And then we've taken it, I don't know, maybe two times, maybe three. I don't know. We haven't really vacationed in it because we do enjoy having like a home airbnb or something Mm -hmm. i think going with a group you can share the price if you get a big house and share Mm -hmm. the price i think that's good but honestly my biggest tip is just not going during peak season and knowing that you have to work extra to be able to get a vacation yeah daniel works extra and we eat like rice and beans yeah (laughs) so it's like you know you you go cheaper at home it's like Mm -hmm. hey but and you tell the family hey we're doing this so we can go on a vacation and the family's like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i'll throw in my money and the kids, uh, their grandma on, like, Daniel's mom mm-hmm. gives them the option. You can have $100 worth of gifts for Christmas, mm-hmm. or you can have $100. And the kids are like, if we do $100 and we put our money together, can we go to the beach? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yes, like, mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. And they're yeah. like, okay, that's what we want to do. That's awesome. And so, like, even the kids are like, I'll throw in my money to mm-hmm. help us go on a vacation. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very sweet. And telling the whole family, like, we have to work together to be able to go on a vacation. And they do, you know, really well with that and understanding that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Jerry and I did an episode once. I can't... I just know we've said this before. I have no idea what episode it was on. But um, living life in a way that you don't feel like you have to have a vacation. But, like, not over-extending your normal life. Like, enjoying your normal life. What do you like doing? Should you do a garden? Is that enjoyable to you? do it like enjoy your normal life so that you aren't like so burnt out that a vacation is necessary so Mm -hmm. that you don't all hate each other you know it's just not not how we should view vacations yeah I think that's wonderful that's a lot of times when we're at home we're like we just want to stay home yeah that is our vacation Mm -hmm. our refuge is same same yeah and God has blessed us with that peaceful home to just want to be home with each other Mm -hmm. and so that's wonderful I think that too. Yeah, so that is a great segue into my last question for you. Mm-hmm. So, a peaceful home. How, it, so your family, like I said, you just exude this peacefulness and joy. How do you cultivate that? I do think that it is God has blessed your family, but yes. what are some ways practically that you and Daniel try to cultivate this or try to teach your kids about this? Yeah, so I think again, going back to scripture and teaching ourselves and, and then our children how God wants us to be. And at a very young age, I think we've never really allowed yelling or mm-hmm. harsh talking yeah. to each other. And we're like, hey, you know, that's mm-hmm. not okay. Like we don't talk, even with Lawson where he's like, he's talking because he's two, but a lot of times you can't understand him. Mm-hmm. But when he yells, you know that yeah. he's not <laughs> happy. But then even though we can't understand exactly what he's saying or what he's yelling about, it's like we can't yell. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. And yeah. um, we understand we're fr- you're frustrated, but we can't react yeah. out of that. I think doing that at a young age, yeah, yeah, and it may take a lot longer for the problem to be resolved because now we're working on your attitude, mm-hmm. um, even though you were upset and maybe you were wronged, mm-hmm. but the way you reacted was wrong. Yeah. I think doing that at a young age was, uh, you know, what we did. Yeah. Talk about brotherly kindness with our children. And, um, and so we tell our kids, you are yes, brother and sister, but you're also brother and sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And how would you treat your brothers and sisters in Christ? And mm-hmm. at Christ church, we, mm-hmm. we really do see everybody as family. Mm-hmm. And would you go and yell at ransom like that? Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So l- let's treat each other like that. And then also having open communication with our children. And I, I Graham, again, I asked him, I was like, we have open communication. I think that's helped, hasn't it? And I'm asking, and I was like, <laughs> you know, what are some tips that I might be overlooking? And Graham's like, yeah, we have open communication, but, like, in what way? <laughs> and, and I knew exactly what he's talking about because we're working on not back-talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what I say is, is you know, law mm-hmm. in the house, but... And he's Communication like, is not open for disrespect, <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, respecting authority. Yep. But, um, but, yeah, he... 
they all felt like we have open communication mm-hmm. whenever they need to ask a question or, you know, they're frustrated. They can come to us, mm-hmm. and but then they also respect us as authority. And I think that starts at a very young age, just starting like, you can't run this house. Yeah. You're a little person. Yeah. And that's not how God sees it. Yeah. You know, that's not how God said it sets up our family structure. Um, in our family, it's also been really helpful if I notice a child that's like acting out more to be like, okay, what's going on? I need to slow down and I need to focus on what's going on. Are you upset about something? Do you need more sleep? Are you sick? What, what is the outside circumstances that are causing this? And then that should naturally, God-given, bring my attention to that child, whether it be for extra discipline, for extra care, mm-hmm. for extra attention, like whatever that child needs. Like I think that's God's way sometimes of making you focus on that child for training and not yeah. just for like, this child's driving me nuts. That shouldn't be our reaction. It should be, okay, my attention is to you now. Yes. How do I need to respond? in the way that God wants me to. God's allowing you to see that they're broken. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. It needs to be fixed and nothing else matters. Yeah. This, your children are a gift from the Lord mm-hmm. and they are your responsibility and God has gifted you that job to be mm-hmm. taken seriously. And so if they're meltdown breaking in some way, right, then that is your job. Yeah. That is... Drop the other things If that there is doing. a fire in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. you run a cafe, you would run to the fire. Yeah. And your child is right now, he, yeah. him or her, you know, they're having an issue. And yeah. so you need to run to that and, you know, care for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. And even if it means you're in the middle of supper, stop what you are doing. Yes. You don't have to have al dente noodles. No. <laughs> Turn the burner off. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. You can come back to it in a minute. And I think um, that see, your kids seeing that, like, no, I will leave what I'm doing to come and address what's going on, yeah. really builds a confidence and a comfort and a trust in you mm-hmm. of, okay, I know that you care. And there's, and there's a peacefulness that comes with that when the yeah. parents are invested in what's happening in your life. Um, there is a lot of comfort in that for a child, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think... Um, the girls, they're the oldest, so being 14, I think they, I can see that they know that, Mm -hmm. that they're more important than anything else going on. And Mm -hmm. so if they need something or they need to talk or anything that Mm -hmm. they know that they're more important than anything else that's going on. Yeah. Anything else that you'd like to share? Schooling. That's something that I didn't say about, like, we used to do group learning. Okay. Um, and my father's world is big on group learning and that's something that we followed for now a few years is my Mm -hmm. father's world but we got to a point where we had too many like numbers being spoken out loud and so now we have to do like rotation learning where Mm. like the the older ones kind of go by themselves but then when it comes to like math where they actually need a teacher yeah then it's like okay well Liam's going first and then so you go and do reading and then now Graham's gonna go so you go and do you know whatever science Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and so we do like rotation learning with mom or with a supervisor of some kind whether it's grace me or daddy Mm -hmm. then yeah we do that and i think that is helpful that's kind of what we have been doing too like we'll do our certain subjects together that's Mm -hmm. just me reading out loud or you know discussion based and then for the one-on-one it's like okay you go do something that you can do independently while i work yeah and i yeah it's like i love the schooling together Mm -hmm. but we're learning a lot another thing i should have said about our family is that we hobby farm and, well, the girls, the girls hobby farm and all their money and all, all of their things go into hobby farming. And, um, and that's very big. And so we love learning together, but it doesn't mean that we have to learn English together. You know, yeah. we're learning oh, yeah. mm-hmm. life together. And so I had to kind of train my brain uh, with my father's world where you're learning everything together. Um, you know, and then you break off just for like math or something, mm-hmm. but for us, okay, well, we're going to learn other things together that's not necessarily book work yeah. together. Yeah, that's and very so, true. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about that recently, too, and Jared and I have actually talked about it, is a child that is in, say, public school or, like, a, a formal school setting, they would have the same structure of what they've learned with all of their peers. They all mm-hmm. did this subject at this time. This They've covered the same material, all the exact same. But with homeschooling, it's this child may have had more experience and exposure with this topic Mm -hmm. than this child did at that age. And that's okay because they're individuals and they're going to naturally excel and naturally gravitate towards other things. And that doesn't mean that like one's education is less than the other, but it's, they are gifted in different ways that God has given them. And we, it's our job to like cultivate, of course, we're going to teach them all, all the math. (laughs) Like we're going to, they're all going to read well. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to 
mm-hmm. make sure they know all the basics, but like in the extracurriculars mm-hmm. and things like that, then they're going to naturally be more prone to excel in certain things and yeah. to not feeling like, well, they have to be equal. Because yeah. education is very serious. And I think if you're mm-hmm. called to be um, a parent, then you should take education very seriously. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what does that look like? And each family yeah. will be different mm-hmm. because God needs an entire world to run, yeah. mm-hmm. not just one type of, yeah. you know, home. And so the girls are really, they love the animals and the boys almost like curse the animals. Kind <laughs> of like the goats out or the pigs out mm-hmm. or something. But like Liam, though, he's all about knives and yeah. he wears many of <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> and, but, and he also is all about eating wild things, mm-hmm. wild grass. And it's like, Liam, mm-hmm. stop eating. Why, you don't know what that is. And he's he like, it's a wild it's foraging fine. book. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And the, the girls like, yes, they want to know that, but they don't actually like want to know that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we were just talking about that. Liam doesn't like reading. He can read, but he doesn't like it. So he doesn't put a lot of his effort in that but it's mm-hmm. just we haven't got him the book that yeah, he wants to read exactly. yet mm-hmm. and so he likes reading like this mineral book mm-hmm. it's like i need to get him a foraging book yeah. so he can tell us where the mushrooms are yeah oh in trail life they have yes. a competition yes and he's like mom i need a mushroom book i need to know i need to yeah. learn i'm like yes and him wanting to learn and him asking for a book to learn I Thank think there's even a board game of this. Oh, really? Yeah, that oh, he totally funny. needs. When's okay, his yeah. birthday? He needs this. Right, not until October. Oh, man. <laughs> he needs it for Easter. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just having that desire to, he wants to learn so then he can, well, win the competition. Yeah. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want to learn. So mm-hmm. that's cool. about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and I think mothering, like, not being sluggish. God talks mm-hmm. about us just being not sluggish, just ourselves. And then if our job is as a parent or a mother, then you want to work hard at it and mm-hmm. take it seriously yeah. that these are souls for the Lord and you want them to glorify God. And I take the job very serious of being fruitful and multiplying and not just multiplying. Yeah. I pray to God that my children are fruitful, that they spread the gospel and that they love the Lord. And so far we have five children that are saved, three children that are learning mm-hmm. about God and um, that we trust in him that they will also come to Christ. But Taking it seriously mm-hmm. and letting them be fruitful, letting them be good as stewards of his word and making that our main point. My main goal is for them to love the Lord and love loving the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and if if they're raised and they are, you know, adults and doing that, then praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't ask, I could, I could die, yeah. you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. yeah. like, thank, thank you, Lord, for mm-hmm doing that, blessing me with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my goal. And with that, then I have a drive and a passion to educate them yeah. and have joy with them and, mm-hmm. you know, and love them. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Beautifully put. Mm-hmm. I love it. Often I pray for the kids as I'm putting them to sleep that they would love the Lord their whole life. That they, their whole life would just be marked by loving Jesus so much. And that's what I want for them. Like more than anything, I want them to be loved by God and then to love him so, so, so much their whole life. So anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Um, You you don't have Instagram or anything. I can't tell anybody like how to follow you. Sorry, you just have to come to Christ Church if you want to hang out with Brandy. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Until next time. Hey, everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us, and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work, and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups, for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.